This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below the waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to manscaped.com and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your time. Hope everybody is safe out there. Hope everybody is staying warm. And I'm back once again. Uh, I've been a little bit under the weather uh, for the last few days. You probably uh, noticed. Uh, and I do apologize. I'm going to apologize in advance. Because I might be coughing just a tad bit throughout this show. Um, I've been dealing with uh, some sinus issues and occasional coughing. So uh, thank you all so much for bearing with me. Also, want to give a shout out to everybody that checked out my interview with uh, After Further Review on ESPN 104.5, uh, Matt Moscona. Uh, that was a good interview, man. So thank you all for supporting that. And also thank you to all those out there that's been uh, supporting the State of the Saints podcast by purchasing items from Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped.com is the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. And I do have a little bit of a, a contest going on right now, um, giving away prizes uh, to individuals that are purchasing items on Manscaped.com using the promo code State of Saints. Now I have about, I say about eight uh, prizes that I still have available right now. So this, this is the thing, you know, no matter if you, you purchase an item big or small, all right? If you go to manscaped.com, he used the promo code State of Saints, and you snapshot that you use the promo code, uh, I will send uh, you a gift uh, courtesy of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Graylin, uh, Graylin Cole, uh, who also uh, was the first recipient of the prize. So like I said, I have about eight available. So uh, you can go to manscaped.com. Like I said, you don't have to purchase a huge item, whether it's big or small. Uh, use the promo code State of Saints and, um, you know, put yourself in a running. You know, just go ahead and send it to me, inbox or email me that you actually uh, made the purchase. And I'll send you a gift courtesy of the State of Saints podcast. But thank you all so much. Now that we got all of the 
all of the church announcements out of the way. <laughs> it's time now to talk about the topic of the day. All right. It's time to talk about the topic of the day, man. Like I, I thought about this last night when I was at work, man. You know, I thought about this last night and it's, I, I felt like the New Orleans Saints, they, they've been doing an outstanding job for the past couple of years in the NFL draft, right? They've been giving us a hit after hit after hit, uh, great quality players. But as I look around the NFC South, I notice a little bit of a trend, and I've noticed that the New Orleans Saints have not been a part of this trend. And the trend is the New Orleans Saints have yet to draft a stud linebacker. Like, have you guys noticed that? Like, you look around the NFC South, and for the past couple of years, the NFC South has produced some of the best linebackers. I mean, some of the best linebacker play in the NFL. Like, you look at the Carolina Panthers when they had Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley, right? Those were two really good linebackers. Luke Keekley, if he didn't have those concussion issues, he probably would still be playing today and still being a stud that he was. You look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, they have Levante David and Devin White. And they even, at one time, had Quan Alexander. So those were three stud linebackers. Then you look at the Atlanta Falcons and you look at Debo Jones, right? Deion Jones. But the New Orleans Saints, they have done a good job in the past by going out in free agency and finding guys like Jonathan Vilma and Demario Davis. But they yet to draft a guy that is a game record. And I just feel like that's a direction that the New Orleans Saints need to go in in this year's draft. Now, Matt Moscona was on the show, and some of you have probably seen the interview. And if you have not already, check it out. Uh, you know, it's, it's available right now on YouTube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. But he talked about he felt like the New Orleans Saints need to draft a wide receiver, a guy that can be a burner, something that the Saints have been missing for years. I mean, you probably have to go back to Robert Meacham, Devery Henderson, maybe. So he, he feels like maybe having that burner – and maybe somebody like Jameis Winston can come in and deliver that guy to football. And that's cool and all. But I would love for the New Orleans Saints to have a disruptor, like a guy that can play sideline to sidelines and just wreak havoc. Like you think about Devin White in that divisional round of the of the uh, NFC uh, game, the Saints versus the Bucks. Guy was all over the field. He was forcing fumbles. He was catching interceptions. He was tackling guys in the backfield. And – it was so frustrating to watch as a fan. And then you go to Carolina and you watch Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis over the years frustrate you by tackling guys like Kamara, tackling guys like Ingram in a backfield. It frustrated you. You watch guys like Deion Jones who just constantly catches interceptions off Drew Brees and pick sixes. And, and we all know about that classic uh, late game interception that he caught in the end zone to seal a game for the Atlanta Falcons that the Falcon fans just so happen to always want to put up when they're trying to get bragging rights on the Saints. And that frustrates you. But I'm just wondering to myself, why can't the New Orleans Saints go out there and scout a guy at the linebacker position? And I understand that they win the third round and they got Zach Bond, but no disrespect to Zach Bond, but he's not a guy that, that you just think about is going to be a game record. All right. I, I look at him maybe coming in, being a serviceable linebacker, maybe playing his role, doing his thing. Nothing wrong with that. But I think the New Orleans Saints need 
a stud. All right, they need a stud. They need a, a Demario Davis type player. And, I mean, in, in his infancy. All right, Demario Davis, as good as he is, I mean, he's up there in age, man. So you know, eventually the game is going to drop off. Okay, as good of a leader that he is, as good as a solid tackler that he is, I I would love for the New Orleans Saints to draft a guy that we we can appreciate and we can see him emerge like. From the start of him coming in, we know for a fact that this guy has great upside and we are looking forward to seeing this guy play. I don't feel like the New Orleans Saints had that. So you got to go back to the Dome Patrol. Like, seriously, you got to go back uh, to the Ricky Jackson, Sam Mill, Pat Swilling days. You got to go back to those days where you can actually find young studs like that, where you found guys that were just out there wreaking havoc. And one guy, you know, I say I think about right off the bat is Jabril Cox, you know, out of LSU. That's one guy. I think about uh, Xavier Collins. I think about Nick Bolton. You know what I'm saying? I think about Parsons out there at Penn State. These are guys that I feel like the Saints need to look at, man. You know, I mean, it's all good to try to find wide receivers and offensive firepower. And I get it, man. In the NFL where everybody's telling you that the wave is throwing the ball down the field, big explosive plays. We talked about it on the last show about the whole chicks dig the long ball type thing. I get it. Throwing the ball 60 yards look pretty. But I ain't going to lie to you, man. I don't think there's nothing more sexy than watching somebody go out there and wreak havoc all over the field. To know that if your offense is sputtering, that you have a defensive player out there that can wreak havoc, a guy that can put, that can guard tight ends, that can catch – I mean, have t- like I think about, I think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and how the New Orleans Saints can't even run their screen game when they play Tampa, or they can't run those halfback tosses, those halfback stretch plays because those guys are in the backfield before you can think. That is what I want to see. I want to see teams have to scheme for the linebacker player, the Saints. That is what I want, man. And, and like I said, you can always get a receiver. Like, man, we think about last year's draft. I mean, it was an embarrassment of riches when it came to the receivers that they had in last year's draft. I mean, think about it, man. We're all ranting and raving about Marquez Calloway out of Tennessee, and this guy wasn't even drafted. But you think about these other guys like Gandy Golden, who is yet to play for the Washington football team because he was dealing with injuries. You think about Claypool out there in Pittsburgh. You think about Brandon Ayuk. You can always find wide receivers, man. You can always find diamonds in the rough. And I'm not too much concerned about the wide receiver position because Sean Payton always seems to find that undrafted free agent and always makes him an above-average guy. What I want is a stud linebacker. I don't know about you all. Maybe You know what I'm saying? Let, let me know. I'm, I need to know. Am I going in the wrong direction? I mean, do y'all feel what I'm saying? Like a stud linebacker. Like, just look at the NFC South. Look at the NFC South. They always have stud linebackers on the opposite team. Wouldn't it be nice for us to have a young stud linebacker too? I mean, I've been thinking about this throughout the entire night. And, you know what I'm saying, I also thought about it when when I had the conversation with Matt Moscona. I was like, man, we need a linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we need a linebacker. And, and 
That is what I want. Like, I'm serious. That's what I want. Like, we all wanted Jordan Love for the majority of us. The majority of us wanted Jordan Love last year in last year's draft. Okay? We all wanted that, right? We wanted that guy. I want a linebacker, man. Like, looking at these guys go out there and just wreak havoc, I want that too. That is what I want as a Saints fan. I, I mean, feel free. Like, feel free to let me know what you want in the chat. Let me know. Let me know what you all want. You know, like, do you think that you need a line, we need a linebacker? Do you think the Saints need a, a, another running back, a wide receiver? What 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 is your what is your thought pattern? I would love to hear from you, man. But that's that's just my thoughts. That's my opening statement. Y'all know how I go, man. It's time to open up the chat. Let everybody, you know, see what you all have to say. So let's go ahead and start from the top here. I'm starting with my boy, Kimo, saying be safe is real out there. Yeah, I guess he's talking about the cold weather. Man, y'all be safe out there. Look, I'm seeing all these videos out here, and I'm seeing people's cars sliding and people, you know what I'm saying, trying to get on this road. Look, I love the South, man, but we ain't we ain't built like this, man. We ain't built for the cold, all right? Go out there, bring your kids out there, let them play in the snow, let them make the little snow angels and go in the house, all right? Don't put your car on a road because we ain't built like that, okay? We ain't built for it tough like that, okay? Your car is not designed for you to be on the roads in inclement weather like this in icy weather, man. So for those that are out there, man, still dealing with these cold conditions, please, pretty please stay in the house, man. It ain't worth it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it ain't worth it to go out there on the road. Jules says, all black quarterbacks get the Aaron Brooks treatment in New Orleans. Uh, Jules, uh, I can't say that. I, I can't say that, Jules, because there haven't been many. You know what I'm saying? That, like the only the only one that has been is Teddy Bridgewater, and Teddy Bridgewater did what was best for Teddy. Right? Teddy went out here, and, and, you know. And then the thing about it is, <clears throat> I can't say I agree with that too, Jules, because Teddy had an opportunity to go play in Miami, and the Saints. Really wanted him back, made him the highest paid backup quarterback at $14 million a year, and he stayed with the New Orleans Saints. And, and yet still, they wanted him to be the successor to Drew Brees. And if Drew Brees wouldn't have retired, Teddy Bridgewater would have been a quarterback of the New Orleans Saints this season. Make no mistake about it. Okay, we talk about that Tom Brady stuff all we want to. Yeah, Tom Brady was on the agenda, but... They wanted Teddy Bridgewater to be back, right? And it, it, it wasn't until Teddy decided to go to Carolina because of bigger money did they decide to go out here and start talking about the whole Tom Brady stuff. So they wanted Teddy, right? So I can't really fall into that narrative of black quarterbacks and, and the Saints don't want black quarterbacks. I don't think so. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, I feel like there are a fair share of Saints fans out there that have their way of thinking. Yeah, I said it here on the State of the Saints podcast, okay? I think that some people are still living by the narrative that uh, head coaches, black head coaches, black quarterbacks is a thinking position, right? Head coach, you got to be a thinker. Quarterback position, you got to be a thinker. And some of them still have those, uh, you know, those good old boy type mind frames. Not everybody, but there are a fair share of people that do. And if you do, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's 2021, goddammit. Excuse my French. But uh, I just feel like, you know, I don't think the Saints organization feels that way. I feel like there's some fans that feel that way, though. But I digress. 
Uh, Atlanta Falcons, Debo Jones. Absolutely. High State of Saints podcast up early today. Bucks go game. I'm always up, man. You know what I'm saying? I work overnight. You know, I work overnight. I come home. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, like, I, I would, you know, I, I do a show. I try to do shows in the morning or, you know, like, when when I, you know, get home and stuff like that uh, from work. But in the last few days, man, I just haven't been feeling real good, man. So thank you, Bucks Claw Game, for being a part of the show. Thank you for waking up with me, too, man. The Gray says we need uh, to clean the roster. I totally disagree with that. Like I, I don't, I don't agree with that, man. Look, that's that's pure frustration talking right there, and I get it. I get it, man. We want to pull our hair out. We're frustrated. We ready to break something. You know what I'm saying? We ready to tear something up. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it. I get it, man. Like all this, all this success and nothing to show for it really ticks you off as a Saints fan. Yes, folks, I'm back today, okay? I, I miss y'all, right? So I'm pretty animated right now. The thing about it is I understand the frustration, all right? But at the same time, I'm not trying to blow nothing up. This team is not bad, okay? You, you need, you know, like, this This is the same issue. The Saints need to get over the hump, all right? They need to get over the hump. And this is the most frustrating thing about it, Saints fans, and maybe you can agree with me. Some of you probably won't. <laughs> the reason they're not getting over the hump it, it isn't as simple as you think. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, you, you can't think of, a, like, okay, you can't think of a logical reason why they can't get over the hump, right? Because they're, they're above average. They're up there in the upper echelon of, of teams, but they can't get over the hump. And it frustrates you because they can, they have the capability of getting over the hump and they don't get over the hump. That's the frustrating thing about all of this, right? So you're, you're, you're frustrated because they can't get over the hump and you're frustrated. So you're like, man, just blow the whole thing up. I'm tired of watching this. But it's but they're a good football team. You run this football team back again and there's still a strong chance they can make the Super Bowl. That's a fact. The, the thing about it is they 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 picked the wrong time to play their worst game every single year in the playoffs. They picked the worst time to look their worst, right? And, and that's what it is. You run this team back again, they have the capability of winning a Super Bowl. So, I mean, what, what more can you say? They beat the Super Bowl champions in a regular season twice. So you can't say, oh, they're not good enough, because they are. They beat the team that hoisted the Lombardi Trophy twice last season. But what happened? <laughs> they picked their worst time to play their worst game. So I am not thinking about blowing this whole team up. You can add some nuances to it, you know what I'm saying, maybe a linebacker, maybe another pass rush, maybe, you know what I'm saying, get a little better uh, on the offensive line. And, you know, like, like that's cool. But for you to say to blow it up, no, 12 and 4, 13 and 3 consecutive year, 13 and 3, two consecutive years in a row, and a 12 and 4 this season? Nah, come on, man. That is how you know people are spoiled in the Who That Nation. That we are talking about blowing up a team that went 13 and 3, 13 and 3, and 12 and 4. That's when you know you spoiled. And that's when you know you have, <laughs> and that's when you know 
all you have to remember is success as a Saints fan. You had to because there's no way in the world any logical Saints fan, I don't want to call it logical, but there's no way that a Saints fan beyond the Drew Brees years or before the Drew Brees years would even think like that. That's like that. That is right there. That is being a prisoner of the same success right there. I, I couldn't. I look, no, sir. Blow it up. No, not at all. Sean Phillips, thank you very much for the five dollars. Says big yes to a stud linebacker and our secondary needs improvement. And I'd like to see us make a run in the draft for a quarterback. Sean, thank you very much for the five dollars. I agree with you with the quarterback, but look, the quarterback to me is not a really strong issue because I believe in Jameis. I apologize, man. I got a cough drop in my mouth. I believe in Jameis Winston, all right? I'm, I'm willing to give Jameis Winston a chance. Look, if Jameis Winston falls flat on his face, you sign him to a, a short deal. He falls flat on his face. It doesn't work. Oh, well, okay? You can go out here and get yourself, you know what I'm saying, a quarterback. You know, rather it be Mac Jones, you know, like in the later rounds, you know, maybe him developing or something like that. Taysom, get out of here. Um, or maybe you go next year and and draft another quarterback. Uh, but as far as look, the Saints need to me. Uh, they need that stud linebacker. Okay, they they need a stud linebacker to me, and they definitely need to get better in the secondary. Maybe go younger. Uh, you know, saying try to get themselves somebody a, a younger cornerback uh, that can come in and be opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. And, uh, you know, see what you got there. Uh, nobody's going to the Aints, bro. Uh, yeah, they got a lot of people that want to come there, man. This is a State of the Saints podcast, not a State of the Game podcast. That means yuck fans. Yeah, man. Well, look, Tampa Bay Bucks fans love my show, you know. I mean, and I appreciate them for that. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate them for stopping by. But. I don't know. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I know they're still happy about that Super Bowl, but hey, uh, finding talent in linebacker is not a bad idea, TJ. Look, it, it's about that time, man. It's about that time. It's about that time to find that stud. Uh, get Shaq Barrett, TJ. He's a free agent. Uh, too much money. Too rich for my blood. And not, not. I mean, he's an incredible linebacker. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a disruptor. Definitely uh, was one of the key components. Uh, to the Tampa Bay making that run. But, uh, look, I'm going to just be 100 with y'all, man. Look, what made the Saints successful over the past four years is the fact that they've been building through the draft. That successful draft they had back in 2017 kind of made the Saints become a better version of themselves, okay? The last four years, the reason why they were so successful in winning all those games is because of the draft. And look, I have nothing against going out there and getting free agents, but I just, me personally, I don't feel like you build a team with a whole bunch of free agents. Now, look, I know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just won a championship doing that, but that's that's an anomaly to me because I've seen this on so many different occasions. I've seen the Los Angeles Rams do it. Uh, I've seen the 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 Denver Broncos try to do it in paid manage first year. That didn't work out. I seen the Philadelphia Eagles try to do it a couple of years ago, and that didn't work out. And yes, I seen the Saints try to do it, and that didn't work out, right? When they tried to go out here and get Jarius Bird and Champ Bailey and all these other cats, you know what I'm saying? They was they was out here calling the Saints, talking about they were a Super Bowl favorite. So combining a whole bunch of free agents together to me 
that's that doesn't generate success. And I get it, man. It's a copycat league, and teams are always trying to replicate what the champion has done. You know, last year everybody wanted to find a Patrick Mahomes type player. Uh, but year before that, everybody wanted to find a Sean McVay type coach. And now this year, everybody is trying to go for broke, trying to get that stud quarterback that is unhappy with his team to come in to change their, their misfortunes. But I'm not a fan of it. OK, I'm still a believer that in order for you to generate continual success, continual. OK, I, I don't I look. It's beautiful to watch a team that struggle. Finally, win a Super Bowl like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, they haven't uh, won a playoff game since 2002 prior to this year. I get it. But at the same time, I'm about continual success. Look, the wheels got to keep on turning, man. As much as we appreciate Drew Brees for the 15 years of service, rather than in the community and on the field and giving us good moments, life goes on after Drew Brees. I want to see the same successful after Drew Brees. I don't want to just get free agent after free agent after free agent. Build through the draft, and the guys that you feel like can come in and play right away, combine them with suitable. And these might not be big-name guys. These might be guys that are like Demario Davis-type guys, guys that are probably not going to be household names. But they come in, and, and they're, they're lunch pail, hard-hat-type players. Let them come in. And combine them with those young players and you generate continual success. That is what I want from the New Orleans Saints. Bump all them free agents and them sexy picks that are out there right now. We need to get JJ Watt. That'll be cool at the right price. We need to get Shaq Barry. We need to get this person, that person. Look, build through the draft and then add some pieces in there that are reasonably reasonably priced that will get, get you results. And go from there. All right. That, that is that is the recipe for success in my book. Okay. Getting a whole bunch of free agents, that don't work nowhere, but on Madden, in my opinion. That that that's just a fact. It, it don't work nowhere but on Madden for me. Uh, how do you feel T, uh, about JJ coming to New Orleans? Like I said, at the at the right price. Um, he says wrong, buddy. 07. No. I'm not wrong. Y'all didn't win a playoff game in 2007. You know what I'm saying? I said y'all didn't win a playoff game since 2002, right? 2002 is when y'all, you know what I'm saying, went to the Super Bowl, right? Y'all went to the playoffs in 2007, but y'all didn't win any, y'all didn't win a playoff game. That's that's what I meant though. So So yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, it, I mean, so Dada says, real talk, TJ. Quinn says, call in, please. Won't be taking any calls today, man. I'll, I'll take one on the next show. I respect your channel, but how y'all let the bucks blow by y'all in one year? Well, see, that's the thing, man. <clears throat> that's what I said, you know? That's the frustrating thing about the whole process of being a Saint fan over the past four years. I, I don't I don't know, you know? the only The only logical explanation I have is, they picked the wrong time to play their worst game. And then on top of that, you know, I I, I feel like the Saints didn't have a second gear. Like <clears throat> the Saints don't the Saints have one gear to me. You know what I'm saying? And that gear wins them a lot of games. But in a playoffs, you need that second gear. 
And you you need those players to go that extra mile. Like, I love Cam Jordan, but Cam Jordan don't have that extra gear when it comes to the postseason. I like Michael Thomas, but I haven't seen that second gear in the postseason when it came to Michael Thomas. Uh, Drew Brees over the last four years, I haven't seen that second gear. And a lot of the things that you need to do in order for you to get over that hump, those guys aren't doing. And in the playoffs, man, teams pay attention to detail. And the things that that are your shortcomings, rather it be you being unable to pick up, uh, you know what I'm saying, read the blitz or be able to, you know, do certain routes or something like that, they're going to they gonna catch up with you. And I just feel like teams uh, realized – uh, that Drew Brees uh, can't get the ball down the field. So, I mean, look, it's when to go home. So we're going to force you to do it. Like, it's, this is not the regular season. This isn't like, okay, you know what I'm saying, we'll do it this week. And, and you know what I'm saying, it's not like that. You know, and I just feel like the, the lack of a second year for this team. And also I feel like combined with uh, Sean Payton uh, inability uh, to get out of his own way. I feel like Sean Payton uh, – has these plays, man, that he implements during the playoffs that just don't make no sense. Like, to me, I just feel like things that have made you successful over the course of the regular season, those things should be amplified. Like the Saints coming into the playoffs, I mean, they were running the football tremendously. So I just feel like they should have upped the ante there. Like, you know you had a quarterback that had 11 cracked ribs or a punctured lung, um, uh, a questionable rotator cuff in a, in a foot injury. Why would you allow him to try to go out there and throw the football all over the place against the Chicago bears was beyond me. Right. I, I just didn't get it there. Like I said, the only logical explanation I have is the saints can't get out their own way and they just refuse to. And Sean Payton's commitment and loyalty sometimes come back and haunt him and bite them in a, and bite them in a, you know what, you know, uh, you know, he talked about his his loyalty on the uh, on the Steve Weiss and uh, Jim Trotter show, Huddle and Flow. He talked about his promise to Taysom Hill, even though we know that Taysom Hill wasn't a better quarterback than Jameis Winston, but he promised Taysom he was going to give him an opportunity. And like I said, it, the, the the ball bounced the Saints' way, right during that stretch, because they played the Atlanta Falcons twice. They played a Denver Broncos team that didn't have a, a quarterback on their roster. They had a wide receiver playing quarterback in that game. And then you had Jalen Hurts playing his first start, a game the Saints should have won, right? Because, I mean, Jalen Hurts didn't play – he didn't play good for the – I mean, he played okay, you know what I'm saying, down the stretch. But, you know, I mean, they, they kind of caught a break there. But I just feel like his loyalty to Drew Brees – his loyalty to some guys uh, cost them in, in, in crucial situations. And that's what makes the Saints, that, that's what makes them fail year after year. The Saints' luck will change in the playoffs when Drew Brees retires. I don't know, man. You know, I feel like, I feel like this, man. It, it's, it's beyond, to me, it's beyond a deep ball. Like, I know that that's, that's, a, that's a simple fix right there, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that that just 
I don't know, man. That's like pull it, you know what I'm saying? Ladies, you know what I'm saying? Like they have a run in their stockings, they pull pull it up a little high, you know what I'm saying, to try to dress it up. Eventually, you know what I'm saying? Eventually, you go out walking around, eventually people are gonna see the run in the stocking still, right? I mean, we can say that the lack of a deep ball is costing the Saints, but it's it's beyond that. You know, the Saints have been a really good running team these last couple seasons. But if they go into the postseason, you don't see it. You don't see that, man. And and also, you know, the, the, the red zone efficiency has been absolutely hot garbage. Like, I, I think about the 2018 NFC Championship game, Demario Davis catches the interception in the red zone, Saints can't cash it in, right? I think about the, this year against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Deontay Harris set the Saints up in outstanding field position twice, and the Saints couldn't get nothing but six points. So you can think about the red zone situation. You can think about his his undying, unquenchable love for for Drew Brees and and not allowing the other guys around Drew Brees and understanding that the, the team itself doesn't really need Drew Brees to generate this type of success. You know, like there are guys that can do different things. I mean, I get it, man. You know what I'm saying? You, he hitched his wagon. <clears throat> excuse me. He hitched his wagon to Drew Brees all these years. But like I said, his loyalty to certain guys, his commitment to certain guys, is, you know, it has cost this team. He has cost them. You know? And the thing about it is when they weren't as successful, it was still costing them. I, I think about with Garrett Hartley. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we love Garrett Hartley. He kicked that 40-yard field goal, sent us to the Super Bowl, kept us in the Super Bowl, but he held on to Garrett Hartley too long because I think he was thinking about, oh, man, Garrett, you know what I'm saying, he he, he kicked those field goals for us. So that loyalty stayed there. And Garrett Hartley was missing field goals and costing the Saints games, you know what I'm saying, in the process. So sometimes he can be loyal, too loyal at times, and he can just be too stubborn at times to try to make things work. Like, that. that's, that's just my – like he just forces things to work when they don't work. And that's what that's what kills the Saints, especially in a postseason. TJ, I think Sean Payton make bad play calling bottom line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like those stupid, those stupid ass trick plays against the Chicago Bears. Like the only thing I have to say is he 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 is lucky that they played the Chicago Bears. Because if they if if let, let me let me rephrase that. If the Chicago Bears had better quarterback play, the Saints would have lost that football game. Because Sean Payton just comes out there with these stupid plays. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Like, you had a really good running attack. Like, bro, there comes a time when sometimes you don't need to have a a sneak attack. You don't need to outwit out, uh, you know what I'm saying, outwit the opponent. Like, I think about that Green Bay Packer game against the 49ers, right? I mean, everybody in the stadium, Levi, Levi Stadium out there in Santa Clara, in that NFC Championship game, knew that the 49ers were going to run a football. But ask Kyle Shanahan, did he give a damn? No, because he realized that the Green Bay Packers couldn't stop the run. Like, we're going to run this at you over and over and over and over again. And there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes it don't have to be as complicated as Sean Payton make. Sean Payton want to do these double reverses, these triple reverses, followed by a pass down the field. And 
have a case Emil doing jump passes and like what the hell is this? Like, why are you doing these stupid plays? Like, who cares on a goal line if you know that Taysom Hill is going to try to power it in for a touchdown on a quarterback sneak if it's been successful all season long? Who gives a damn? As long as it works, who cares? So why are you trying to make things harder than what they have to be? Why are you out here throwing these triple reverses and all these stupid plays and you implementing for the playoffs just to say, okay, we got we to gotta turn it up a tad bit? Not really. If your running game has been successful – and you know that your offensive line is 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 basically tackling and blocking guys out of bounds into the concession stand. Why not run the football? Why is it the last time we we seen your star running back? Well, you know, before he came back from COVID, he had six touchdowns, right? And you had a wide receiver who came out the wide receiver room and ran for 104 yards against the Carolina Panthers. So why aren't you running the football? Why don't you put emphasis on a run? And not to mention, you have a 42-year-old quarterback that had 11 fractured ribs. And, and it's not it's, it's not a secret. Brittany Breeze didn't tell Sean Payton that uh that that Drew had a, a, a messed up rotator cuff and, and foot issues and cracked ribs. I'm pretty sure Sean Payton knew that. So why didn't you protect your quarterback? So I it's a lot of things that's causing the, the Saints to not. Get over the hump. You know? <clears throat> Sean Payton is not a uh, goat head coach. Y'all think he is. Uh, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I think he's a very good head coach. I think he's better than Bruce Arians. I can tell you that. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what, I don't care what y'all want. Look, the thing about it is what people fail to realize, and I keep on saying this here on the State of Saints podcast, and I don't care if people get tired of hearing it, I'm going to keep on saying it, all right? And I, I say it because it's relatable. If you work on a job and you've been working at a job for 10 to 15 years, you know where the clock in, you know that job like the back of your hand, right? You can do that job backwards and forwards, and there's going to come a time when you're going to feel complacent, you're going to get tired, you're going to be like, uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's going to become redundant. And, you know, but think about, or think about this. Think about you going and being on a job for a long period of time and then changing jobs. Think about how aware you are. Think about how, how you just go in to work, willing to learn. You're finding out things that are new. You're finding out the new areas. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You got a new office. You got a new computer. You're talking to new people. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's that level of excitement that you have, right? Because it, it, it's the unexpected that makes it exciting. And, and you know what I'm saying? And, and you come up with all these different ideas to make your job better. And, and you know what I'm saying? And, and it's exciting. And I feel like this is an issue that has happened with the New Orleans Saints. You have a coach in Sean Payton who has been pretty consistent. You know what I'm saying? You know, coming into training camp, you, I mean, you look, you can have defensive issues. You can have offensive line issues, but there's one thing that you do know that you have a quarterback that is going to give you consistent quarterback play. Right. And you know, when he was thinking, he throw that ball out of bounds. You know why he threw it out of bounds. He throws that interception. You know why he threw that interception. You've been with him for 15 years. 
But then when you have a new player that comes in, you get a little bit excited. You're sitting in a quarterback room. You're, you're talking to him. You're finding things out about him. You're understanding new tendencies. You're, you're drawing up new plays that can work in his favor. He probably has a different skill set than your quarterback had from previous years. There's a reason why Sean Payton without Drew Brees is 8-1. And, and if you look at Sean Payton, that's, that's the reason why, like, look, a lot of Sean Payton criticism is, is warranted, right? It, it's deserved. But one thing you can say, that SOB can coach. He can coach. He, he can coach, man. You had two different quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, two different quarterback styles, and you go eight and one with both of those quarterbacks. Straight up, like, come on, man, give me a break. Like, people can talk about, oh, he ain't a, good, a coach. Nah, bro. Like, I think that Sean Payton is a much better coach because sometimes we can, like, great coaches to me. You know what I mean? Coaches, certain coaches or average coaches can hide behind great quarterback play. A lot of Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, come on, man. You think Bruce, like, let's be serious for a second. Do you think, Bruce, if y'all would have went out here and traded for Carson Wentz, do y'all really honestly believe that y'all would have went to the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz? Seriously, do you think that y'all, if y'all would have went out here and, and, and stayed within a division and signed Cam Newton in the offseason, do y'all really feel like or really believe that y'all would have went to the Super Bowl with Cam Newton? Oh, man, honestly, man, if, if you believe that, man, that is better yet, I'll let him see. Hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no. Y'all ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? When you have Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying? When you have arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, I don't even think it's arguably now. When you have the greatest quarterback of all time, <coughs> I mean, he, he can rise above mediocre, a bottom of the barrel coaching. Y'all could have had Adam Gates on y'all coaching staff and y'all probably would have went to the Super Bowl if you had Tom Brady with that team. So, I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. Like, let's let just be real. Let, let's just be real. Let's just be one hundred about this. All right. So, but I just say Sean Payton is an above average coach. He definitely like top five coaches in, in the National Football League. And anybody that, that feels that way, I have to say, man, I have to wonder what is your malfunction? You know, like, you know, it's hard for coaches to win in spite of. Seriously, man. It, it, I mean, it, it's hard to win. Mike, thank you very much for five dollars. Says uh, Sean's innovation uh, is also his Achilles heel. He doesn't play the percentages, and he doesn't keep uh, playing the hot hand when it's working. Mike, thank you very much for the five dollars. Uh, yes, you know what I'm saying it's a blessing and a curse. You know, man, I keep going back to Matt Muscona. Because he talked about Sean Payton. He said Sean Payton feels like he's the smartest guy in the room. And he does, right? And he should. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a great offensive mind. But sometimes that could be your greatest downfall. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that could be your that could be your demise. Overthinking things. <clears throat> cause he because he he overthinking, he overthinks a lot of things, especially in the playoffs. Uh I, I think that Sean Payton is so 
nervous in a playoff. He he doesn't coach like he coached in the regular season. You shouldn't. But I just feel like there's a level of nervousness and a lack of trust in the playoffs. Like he wants to go with guys that he knows is going to get him there. And don't like it's the only guy that he really has had success with in the postseason has been Drew. Drew and Thomas Morstead. You know what I'm saying? Like he, these are the two guys that that you went all the way with. So of course he is going to trust in Drew Brees to get him over the hump. The problem is this team, like I love Drew, but this team has surpassed Drew Brees. Like this team can win in spite of Drew Brees. It has been proven. So you should be able to trust your guys to make plays. And that has been the Achilles heel of the New Orleans Saints. Just going to certain guys and, and, and putting the ball in Drew Brees' hands, having Drew Brees throwing the ball more 40 times in the game, no, sir. Knock it off. Unnecessary, and that has been the issue with the New Orleans Saints. Capricorn King says, you see how bad we look when Coach Payton was suspended for the season, huh? Exactly. I just think – I think people forget that, man. Like, I, I really strongly believe people – like, people are so blinded and so spoiled by success that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like – it's almost like your, 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 your right arm or something like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, we take for granted we can raise our right hand and, you know what I'm saying, and all that kind of stuff, but – what happens, like, if, if, you know, God forbid this happened, knocks on wood. Let's just say you get in an accident and you and, and you break your arm, right? And you, you and you become totally dependent on your left, right? You, you start to realize how important having a right hand is. I think we go and we look at Sean Payton and we have had so much success as Saints fans and we won more than we ever won in any decade or any era. And we just automatically just start feeling like we can call the shots. We start feeling like we big baller, shot caller, 20-inch blades on the Impala. You know what I'm saying? Like we feel like we 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 can win in spite of or oh man, this ain't working. Like we man, we can look, we better than this, this, that, and the third. But I think we take it for granted when you constantly have success. Sean Payton is the innovator behind all the success that the team has had. But, I mean, you can make it, you can say that he has caused the Saints by overthinking things. Like I said, that's fair. But let's not act as if, <laughs> like, this guy ain't generating success and haven't been successful. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like the Bengals, right? You know, Marvin Lewis can't win a playoff game. He can't win a playoff game. He can't win. Can't win. Can't get over the hump. But what has the Bengals been since Marvin Lewis left. Not very good. Haven't even sniffed the playoffs. Be careful what you wish for, man. Be careful what you wish for. I think once our ability to air the ball opens up a bit, so will Sean's playbook back to how it was 03, I mean 09 to 13. Yeah, Tori, that's a good point right there, but look. Look, I, I just don't want us to get so fixated on 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 a uh, on a long ball. Okay, I, I just think that like we got to be careful, man. We got to be careful with that. You know, throwing the ball down the field it does make the defense 
have to respect your ability to do that. I feel like that is something that's missing from the Saints. But commitment to the run is going to be have to be huge for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Making sure that they can play good defense, game in, game out, is it, it, important. So, yes, I do feel like that can add to the Saints' arsenal. Yes, I feel like they would be able to put up more points. And, yes, as fans, it will probably be more exciting to watch. But, you know, I mean, there are, there are way more important things the Saints got to focus on as well as throwing the ball down the field. TJ should follow Bucks. Have great defense. Uh, yeah, the Bucks do have a really good defense, man. But they also have a really good defensive coordinator, Ty Bowles. You know who has uh who has turned around every defense that uh, of a team that he's been to, even when the Jets weren't that good. They still had a good defense. Yo, TJ, when you gonna get your own show, my brother? <laughs> I got my own show. <laughs> you, you watching it? The State of the Saints podcast. Look, I'm happy, man. Like I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing. Look, I don't need network appeal and all that kind of stuff because, quite frankly, look, I'm, I'm gonna just be real. If I can afford to tell y'all a story, all right? So I applied at a at a hip hop station out here in Myrtle Beach, i say maybe like a year ago, right? And I walk up into the station. I'm all excited and stuff like that. First thing, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I walk to a guy who's having a show right there. I greet him in the hallway, barely wanted to talk to me. I was like, okay, that's weird. So I I, I talk to the station manager, and he, he makes me read like these, I, I don't know, man, he just make me like read these, uh, these different scripts and stuff like that for commercials. I read it. And it was like, he, he did everything he could possibly do to try to bring me down. Like, Oh, you know, you read this. Oh, you know, you're from new, new Orleans. You can tell and the accent and this, that, and the third. And, you know, you got to read the newspaper in order for you to articulate better. And I'm like, whatever, man, you know, like this is the thing. I don't like people deciding my fate. I don't like being fake. I don't like being phony. I don't I don't want to be a caricature. I don't want to just be doing stuff and saying stuff because I feel like it's going to generate me money. You know why I like doing the State of the Saints podcast with that nation, Bucks fans, sports fans everywhere that's watching this? It's because you get really who the real true me. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have to sugarcoat. I don't have to become, you know, a lesser version of myself. I don't have to be uh, super appealing to try to get everybody's money. And, oh, you know what I'm saying? I want donations galore. And Look, I love what I'm doing. I started out very few subscribers. I consistently did shows. I constantly do shows because I love what I'm doing. Nobody's pressuring me to do things. Nobody's telling me to change this, change that. Most of the time, you know, when people that are listening to the show, they're asking me up doing different things. Most of the time it's for a better show experience from their part and that I can appreciate. But when you're dealing with networks, when you're dealing with radio stations, you got a lot of jealousy. You got a lot of envy. You got a lot of people trying to bring you down. I don't want that type. You know, I don't want that type of life for myself. I don't want to 
I, I love doing what I'm doing right now. I don't want to go into doing something and I hate it, right? I don't want to have my trip to Africa like Dave Chappelle, okay? Like, I don't want to have to be going going away because I'm not happy with what I'm putting out. So I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? I, I have here the State of the Saints podcast. We started out with about four subscribers, I think, for like <laughs> three months. And now, we, you know what I'm saying, we're close to 6,000, and I'm happy. You know, we got people that's uh, paying attention and respecting what we're doing here on the State of the Saints podcast. I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, if I'm doing this, you know, and on top of like doing other things at 90.9 FM where I'm at right now, producing, writing commercials, afternoon show, I'm happy, dude. I don't need I don't need network appeal. I'm good. You know, I'm good on that. <laughs> uh, we need to the deep ball aspect to our game. OK, good point uh, to help open up our offense. This team should focus on using Jameis' arm to open up the rest of this offense. Uh, I, I I agree with that. I agree with that. People being crazy to a certain extent. All right. I, I feel like they need to put emphasis on the running game. All right. That that's one thing that I believe. I believe they need to put emphasis on the running game because it sets up the play action. Those when the explosive plays start to come in. All right. So I feel like no matter who the quarterback is, the Saints need to put more emphasis on the run. All right. I think that they're going to be a much better running team uh, going into the 2021 season. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to do this because you don't have Drew no more. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have the ultimate eraser. All right. You don't have a guy if you're down three touchdowns. If you're down three touchdowns rather than Jameis or Taysom, you're in trouble. You know, because that's when guys are going to start being reckless. They're going to start putting a lot of pressure on themselves and they're going to start overthinking and it's going to make things worse. So I do feel like the Saints need to become a running team next season uh, combined, you know, with, you know, the play action, explosive plays down the field. I want the Saints to be a running team next year. Chris says, I love this show. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. And JPP was making game winning plays though. Yeah, man, JPP uh, looking real good. Man, everything that uh, Jason P.L. Paul has been through, you know, that that Fourth uh, July accident, and you know, losing his hand—I mean, losing his fingers. Man, you got to be happy for the guy, man. You know, so shouts out to him, man, being able to still go out there and being effective. Uh, I would trade Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, I, I don't think I would trade Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins is a leader. Uh, he started off a little slow at the beginning of the season, and as the season progressed, he got better. So I don't think I would trade him. I, I actually like that. Now, <clears throat> what you can do is uh, draft another safety, okay? Maybe later in the rounds, a guy that can actually learn under him and a guy that can probably rotate with him, you know, and, and that's what that's what I would do. At least we got a chip, okay? Yeah, I guess you're going at it with uh, Josh. Uh, Saints should not throw many picks this year. Well, hopefully they won't, you know, because they'll run the football, put emphasis on that. I think the biggest issue is with Jameis and why he threw so many interceptions is because there was a very, there was very little emphasis on running the football in Tampa, which is uh, really ridiculous when you think about it because you had Ronald Jones who, 
is a really good running back. But Bruce Arians, he just don't seem to want nothing to do with the running game, okay? And, and make no mistake about it. That wasn't his offense he was running late in, late in the season. That was that was New England, right? And uh, I just feel like he just wanted Jameis to just put the ball in the air way too much. And when you put the ball in the air way too much, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, you know? And, and I just think I just think of it this way. Uh, Bruce Arians' offense, if you're a quarterback, your interceptions are going to double. So if you're a – if you're a 10 interception type guy, you're going to have 20. If you're a 15 interception guy, you're going to have 30. It's <laughs> just as simple as that, you know? So I just think that it, it just doubles the way that, you know, his offense is ran. So that's that's the way I feel about it. Uh, Black and Gold, thank you very much for the $5. says, I hope Sean Payton can put his pride aside and trust in Winston. Like number nine, Payton, great football mind, and Winston, big arm and talent. They can do great things. I agree with that. I, I think that I think that he he's gonna have to earn the trust. Like I think sometimes we 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 tend to forget that Drew Brees had to earn the trust of Sean Payton. So just like just like Drew had to do, I mean Jameis gonna have to do too. I think we just automatically just come out and just think that Drew Brees would just. Sean Payton choice off the bat. He was not, right? He he wasn't, you know? Mickey Loomis talked to Sean Payton. We're like, hey, man, look, Drew was a pro bowler, okay? And, and Sean was very skeptical. Like, what about his arm, man? You know, like, he wanted Tony Romo, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's who he wanted. That, that was his guy. He wanted Tony Romo. He was trying to make the trade for Tony Romo, but Bill Parcells said, no mas, okay? No way, no how. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we ain't having this conversation, you know? And they decided to go with Drew Brees. And Sean said in training camp, man, Drew Brees looked like slaw. 2006, said he looked like slaw. He was like, man, maybe we didn't make the right decision. But over the course of time, Drew Brees changed his mind. He won his respect. And he won his trust. So, should be the same thing with with, with Jameis, man. And, and I want Saints fans to whoever the quarterback is, like if they can't get a deal with Jameis, they go get Mac Jones, they they get uh, Taysom, uh, Trey Lance, whoever they get. Rather it's a young quarterback or a seasoned veteran. Look, I think we have to lower our expectations at the quarterback position, and we have to understand that whoever comes in is not Drew Brees. I just think that, like I said, we are spoiled because we have had consistent, we have had consistency at the quarterback position. Like that's the one position that I guess you can say for the, okay, some of us for the last two to three years, but for the most part, we never really had to worry about, right? Like we, like even if you weren't a Drew Brees fan, you wanted him to retire towards the, the last two to three years. You had to admit that you always believed the Saints were going to win, and you know if, if the Saints were down by three, and the Saints had the ball with two minutes left, you knew Drew Brees was going to at least get them in field goal range or score a touchdown. All right, but we have to lower our expectations. We we have to like we have to understand whoever comes in is not going to be Drew Brees, and we cannot compare that person to Drew Brees. And if you do that, you know what you're going to do? 
you're going to make yourself extremely frustrated. You're going to make yourself extremely angry every single Sunday, Thursday, Saturday, whenever the Saints play, you're going to be frustrated. So keep that in mind, right? We got to, we got to lower the bar just a tad bit, you know, and, and realize that whoever this is, is learning a new offense, learning a new system, learning other guys' tendencies, and they may not have the same type of routine, uh, you know, same type of precision as Drew Brees. So let's let's lower our expectations on that. Like let's let's not lower our expectations to being seven and nine. No, 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 no. But let's understand that there will be a drop off at at the quarterback position, you know, for a while. Black and gold, thank you very much for the five dollar says. I, oh, oh, I already read that. Okay, but black and gold, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Let's throw back up a little bit. You good, bro. Do your own thing. You doing all right with the podcast. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. From New Orleans was whomever trying to dish you. Uh, nah, 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 uh, nah. Nah, the thing about it is, I, man, I don't, I just think I, I just can't get into the whole political thing when it comes to radio station. Like I'm fortunate to work for a radio station that they allow me to be creative, right? I, I I rarely ever get backlash from the radio station that I work at, right? You know, like one of my jobs is to produce like the whole black history programs and stuff like that. I tell them what I'm going to do, you know, and, they're okay with it. If I tell them that I'm about to go out and interview this person, a community activist, this, that, and the third, they're okay with it. I, I barely ever get backlash from my ideas. When you're dealing with like bigger radio stations or especially those radio stations that have about three or four stations inside of it, you get a lot of these guys out here that probably been there for a long period of time. And when they see a guy that's, you know, a fresh face, Possibly a fresh voice. They they have a tendency of, I don't know, man, want to you know, diss you or try to you know like I I ain't got no time for that, man. I'm serious. Like I I, I never will want to put anybody down to make myself feel better, to make myself feel as if you know what I'm saying I'm superior. You know I I, I don't want to do that, man. Like that's why I try to encourage people. You know, and I feel like that's what we all should do. I never like, I never look at anybody as competition. You know, I don't, you know, like, I just feel like there's too much of that going on in the world. I feel like people that look at others for competition question themselves and and their self-worth. Like if you know that you have the capability of doing something great or doing something special, why hate on the next person? Like why not encourage that person, you know? And then you have yourself, you know, Two people that's doing some extraordinary things. I I don't I don't I don't understand that. But hey, man, going to the radio, you know, working at the uh, radio station. I listened to the station uh, of the you know the guy who tried to put me down, and I look at it now. I'm pretty sure on a week basis, I know that I I, I get more people listening and viewing this show. <laughs> then they radio station. So, I mean, hey, uh, be kind. Um, I'm thankful I found your channel. Thank you, be kind. 
people being crazy. The Saints need defense to start dominating in the playoffs. We've been good, but we need turnovers and big plays on the defensive side. Well, hopefully Chris Rashard can help with that in the secondary. Hopefully he can help with that, you know, because the Saints definitely need some help uh, when it comes to generating turnovers, especially in crucial parts of the game. Look, uh, the technique needs work and and ball instincts need work. So hopefully he can help these guys see the big pitch. Brian Billick had to uh, get fired from the Baltimore Ravens to win another Super Bowl. Keep in mind, Pittsburgh fired Chuck Noll. Yeah, but Jules, how long was Chuck Noll? <laughs> how long was Chuck Noll the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers, what they had maybe three or four coaches in their entire <laughs> in their entire like existence, maybe. Wait, uh, they think they had a coach uh, before Chuck Noll, and then from Chuck Noll came Bill Cowher. And then for Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. I mean, come on, man. They had about four coaches in the entire like lifetime. Uh, Baltimore. I mean, you got okay. If you want to give them the credit for being the Browns, okay, they had quite a few. All right, but I guess Browns get to keep their history. All right, so I mean, Baltimore haven't had those many coaches either, right? They haven't. So what they had about three? Ryan Billick. Who was there before Brian Billick? Somebody, somebody help me out. Did they have a coach before Brian Billick? Only one I can think of is Brian Billick and, and uh John Harbaugh. You know, I'm talking about Baltimore Ravens history. I'm pretty sure they probably had somebody else that I'm missing, but what's up, TJ? We need to go get Von Miller if the Broncos don't pick up his contract. Uh look, like I said, I mean the narrative of the show is uh getting a stud linebacker. That that's 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 what I'm running with. Uh I like Von Miller. He has been a stud. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's a disruptor. He's a you know really good linebacker. He rushed the quarterback. But man, it's about that time, man. I, I think the Saints need to get a younger stud linebacker. Okay. That, that's what I think they need. I, I think I don't think that they need to start looking into the, the free agent market trying to get guys in here. Get you get you some young players that you can win with on rookie deals. Combine them with a few free agents, and let's see if we can get some success. Restructure some contracts and make it happen. Well, they already doing that, Kent. I mean, look, they already done knocked off about thirty million dollars of cap space. You know what I'm saying? That, that I mean, they already done done that. So they going in the right direction. I'm confident that Kai Harley and Mickey Loomis and crew will get the job done. I believe in them. J.J. Watt needs to come to the Bucks. Wouldn't surprise me if he didn't. Von Miller old and washed up. I wouldn't say that. He had some injuries and stuff like that, you know, and I think that kind of plagued him. Saints fans, uh, we made y'all choke, though. <clears throat> well, well, I don't think y'all the only ones. I, I just think that the Saints just, like I said, don't have that second gear. Bob Miller's still good. Yeah, he's still good. Still serviceable. Uh, White old, washed up, and full of injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since he played a full 16-game season. He did it last season, but before that, it was a while. What Tampa going to do when Brady gone? Well, I mean, right now they're on top. So I guess, you know, you'll cross that bridge when you get there. Bro, we beat three Hall of Fame Super Bowl MVPs in a row. Give credit. That's a good point. You know, they beat Breeze. 
They beat Rodgers, and they beat Mahomes, you know, in order for them to get to the Super Bowl. Even though, you know, I guess I, – I don't, I don't know. I guess you get, you got to get a defense credit on that. I mean, holding Mahomes to nine points, I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Uh, Heineke lit y'all up. <laughs> I, I just think they weren't prepared for Heineke. Heineke kind of, you know, uh, Heineke just overperformed, man. He caught them off guard. I agree. Got to keep the team young and fast uh, with your veteran core. Would love for us to draft a stud linebacker. Yeah, we definitely need that. We need that bad. Belinda says, put all eggs in the basket, get one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft. Well, look, I don't want to say I, I disagree with that. I understand where you're going, but I'm interested to see what Jameis can do. You know, I, I do feel like if, if if a quarterback that you like I won't say love because if you love them, you'll get them in the first round. But if you got a quarterback that's still there, you get them, okay? But the thing about it is you you, you do something similar to what, what, Patriots, what the Patriots did with Cam Newton. Sign them to a one-year contract. You know, in this case, maybe give uh, Jameis a, a one- or two-year contract, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, get, you know, and load, load it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't, don't make it – you know, just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do incentive base. I heard people talking about that. You know, let it be an incentive based contract, and you know, see what you got from there. I mean, and if it don't work out, you know, then you go out there and you try to get yourself a quarterback. But I, I don't look. I, I I get the thinking, but I'm not I'm not ready to give up on James. I, I don't want to give up on James. Devin White was out also against the Washington football team. Yeah, he was. <clears throat> yeah, he was deal, dealing with COVID. I think Winston would surprise a lot of critics being in New Orleans. Yeah, I think he would too. Uh, still ain't winning nothing once Brady gone. Well, look, they're on top right now. And I look, and we can talk about it as much as we want to, Saints fan, but look, I, all of us, you know what I'm saying, here – that a part of the Who That Nation wished it was us hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Nobody care. Like, ain't nobody going to care when, you know what I'm saying, when it's all said and done. It's almost like to me when people start talking about Katrina and, you know, oh, it's a sympathy Super Bowl. Like, who? Like, come on, man, who cares? Like, the Saints won the Super Bowl. You know, like, it, it is what it is. Like, ain't like nobody going to be like, man, y'all had Brady. Like, don't y'all wish y'all would have had him too? You know what I'm saying? Like, so... I mean, look, they 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 won two Super Bowls. Uh, do I feel like they were a better football team than the Saints? No, I don't. Okay, I just feel like they got hot at the right time. Things start clicking at the right time, start gelling. Bruce Arians got out his way. Leonard Fournette, like he was basically fresh as a daisy because he was barely used throughout the season, and they played outstanding defense, man. So I got to give them credit where credit is due, and. That's why we're here on the State of the Saints podcast today, right? Upset, you know, frustrated, glass half empty, glass half full, the way you want to look at it. And we're trying to figure out ways where the Saints can actually get over that hump. You know, they, they've gotten over the hump. They figured it out for one year at least. They figured it out. Now it's our time to figure it out. So I'm not going to 
like discredit them because I, I feel like, you know, to me, I feel like that'd be a tad bit hypocritical. I mean, I was mad at the time and, you know, because I mean, look, I, I was just, I was just frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Any Saints fan, I'm pretty sure you echo my sentiments, but you know, when you think about it, I mean, for them to do everything they need to do to win a championship, you got to give them respect for that. Right. And I don't know, man. Like, let's try to see what we can do. Trade to Ryan Armstead and Andrews Pete and a second round pick to the Lions. See if they bite. Uh, um, let me see how I can. First off, that's not that's not bad. Okay. First, but let me let me just say this, Saints fan. I wouldn't trade to Ryan Armstead. But I would trade Andrews Pete. And I'll tell you why. You can get a first round pick for Andrews Pete. Now, like, now, hold on now. Wait a minute. Now, I know somebody out there like, what? Hear me out. Hear me out, folks. Hear me out before everybody just lose, lose their minds. You can get a first round pick for Andrews Pete because when the Saints drafted Andrews Pete coming out of Stanford, what position did he play? He played left tackle. And when Teron Armstead was hurt, you know, Andrews Pete would rotate from the guard to the left tackle position. And you can arguably say that sometimes Andrews Pete played left tackle better than he played at the guard position. So I do feel like a team would actually trade for Andrews Pete, I mean, and, and move him to left tackle. And he can be a serviceable left tackle. So you actually, based on his age, uh, based on the the look, <laughs> this is the thing, folks. Teams look at <laughs> pro football focus, analytics, and all that other stuff. Now they're not watching consistent Saints games like we do. They're looking at, and this is what their agent and all the other guys are going to do. They're going to hype up the Pro Bowl. They're going to hype up pro football focus. They're going to hype up analytics. So you probably can get a first-round pick for Andrews Pete if you move him to the left tackle position. You know, Teron Armstead is inconsistent as hell. Huh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that Saints fan. I, I don't. You can arguably say this was Teron Armstead's best season. Teron Armstead is a really good left tackle. Now, you can say that the he, the inconsistency of being in the lineup, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. But for you to say inconsistent, oh, nah, uh-uh, no. Teron Armstead is the top, top three left tackles in football. He's top three. Okay, there's not many better than Teron Armstead. All right, so that that's the way that's the way I'm looking at. It. All right, so I I can't agree with you on that, <clears throat> but I would try to trade Andrews Pete. You know what I'm saying? Andrews Pete, you can move to a left tackle position. <clears throat> left tackle position is a is a a well well scouted, well touted position, and Andrews Pete has proven he can do it. He has proven he can do it. So, yeah, you you can finesse, you know, a team, you know, <laughs> and getting draft 
and getting draft picks for Andrews Pete if you can say, well, you know, he'll be a good left tackle. And some some teams will look at Andrews and, and make him a left tackle. And I feel like he would be better at left tackle, to be honest with you. You know, I, I do feel that way. Because I feel like this, man, when Andrews Pete came out of Stanford, I mean, he gained a lot of weight to play at the guard position. You know, when he was out, because I remember, like, when he got drafted, I was like, man, he kind of skinny and, like, kind of small for, you know, for, for a tackle, man. I mean, for a guard or whatever. You know, he gained a little weight. He lost about 30 pounds this season. But I just think that you, you can make him a left tackle and he can, you know, you can trade him. Teams are, teams will trade for him. Michael Thomas is going to carry this team next year. I can already see it, especially if Taysom Hill is the quarterback. <clears throat> well, I don't think Taysom Hill is going to be the quarterback. I don't think that's happening, same thing. Uh, I just think that we all just need to realize that uh, I, Sean Payton, like I said, he is he is loyal to a fault. And him, and him saying to – him saying to Taysom he was gonna give him a chance before Jameis arrived, he was he was just being loyal and he was just trying to keep his promise. Taysom Hill ain't it. Taysom Hill ain't it who that nation. I'm sorry. I like him. I respect him. He's lightning in a bottle. He's a spark when when the Saints need one, but he ain't the quarterback of the future. Not to me. Do y'all have a better defensive player than Devin White? Uh I would put Demario Davis up there with him. You know, I think that they Demario Davis give him a run for his money. But I mean, Devin White is an incredible linebacker. You know, he's an incredible linebacker. So, and he's only going to get better. You know, but I will say this, man. Uh, he he kind of you know like the thing I, I liked about Devin White was at the beginning of the season he was struggling. He was struggling in coverage. Right, he was struggling to guard those tight ends and those running backs, but he made up for it by being so instinctive and getting to the ball real fast. As the year progressed, he got better, he got better in coverage, and that was the one thing that was kind of holding him back. So, to me, if you would have asked me at the beginning of the season who was better out of Devin White and Demario Davis, I would have said Demario Davis. But leaving the season, I would have to say that Devin White took that step past Mario. okay? I mean, you have a guy that is ascending in Devin White, and you have a guy who is towards the end of his career in Demario Davis. So I would give Devin White the notch. But I will say, I will say that, uh, I will say that Devin White, as of right now, is better. Uh, but Demario Davis on a, any given Sunday can play just as just as good, if not better, than Devin White. But Devin White is better. Uh, TJ, we all know some kind of way Sean Payton is going to make Taysom Hill the quarterback. Sean himself called the man the next Steve Young, not me. Uh, yeah, uh, he definitely called. Uh, he definitely called him the next Steve Young. Uh, but he's also been ranting and raving about Jameis Winston and his ability. You know, I mean, so look, take that with a grain of salt. You know, <laughs> Sean Payton is a shrewd operator, dude. You know, there's a reason for everything that Sean Payton does. Sean Payton could be ranting and raving about Taysom, 
because, you know, he can use that as trade bait. I mean, he might see certain characteristics in Taysom that makes him Steve Young, but Taysom ain't, look, <laughs> we can talk up Taysom all he want to. Taysom ain't going to be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. <clears throat> the only reason that, like, I'm, I'm going to just be real. The only reason that he would have a chance is if the Saints can't sign Jameis Winston. That's, that's his only shot. And you have a young quarterback that's going to be backing him up. And I just feel like it would be only a matter of time before that young quarterback emerges in practice and become better than Taysom Hill. I mean, that look, that that's just the reality of it. I don't know what anybody else is seeing. You know, I, I don't know what anybody else saw or, or seeing. All I'm saying is this. If the Saints signed Jameis Winston back to a contract, if he is still on the New Orleans Saints team, you know, if they get a contract uh, signed, sealed, and delivered, Taysom Hill is going to be the backup of the New Orleans Saints. That, that is that is a fact. You know, that that is a fact. Like, this is, uh, this is, I mean, Sean Payton can say what he want, but Sean Payton know it. Sean Payton know who the better quarterback. He know who has the better skill set. He knows who has the, the, the better, you know what I'm saying, the higher ceiling. He knows the guy that he probably has a better chance to win with. And, you know what I'm saying, it has all the tools. Like, this dude was the first pick overall in the draft for a reason. I think what Sean Payton said was that he'll remind him of Steve Young, not that he's the next Steve Young. Yeah, I think a lot of people took that and ran with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, you know. I mean, it's like saying, you know, Alvin Kamara. You know, he said Alvin Kamara <coughs> reminds him of Marshall Falk. He didn't say he was Marshall Falk. And I think that we we, we kind of see that, you know. I, I got to say, man, I don't see anything in Taysom Hill that reminds me of Steve Young. I watched Steve Young play. I watched Steve Young play throughout my entire childhood. I was a huge Steve Young fan. I, I, I used to love seeing Steve Young scramble. I would say, like, to me, if anybody reminds me of Steve Young is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson reminds me of Steve Young. That's that's who that's who reminds me of Steve Young. I don't taste some hell. Bruh, uh, <laughs> I, I got to think about this. Uh, I don't know, Cardell Stewart, maybe? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, Taysom doesn't really remind me of any quarterback that I've seen that's that generates success. You know, I, I I don't know. You know, I like I I like watching him play, but he doesn't remind me of Steve Young. I mean, come on, man! Like I, I I'm 34 years old. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm not the the oldest person that that watches or you know what I'm saying that watches football. You know what I'm saying? Like I know y'all probably watched Steve Young back in the day. Like, does Taysom Hill remind you of Steve Young? Like, objectively, Saints fans. I don't want people like, nope, nope. Like, really think about it, right? Let's not just go ahead and poo-poo it. Like, just think about it. Like, does he remind you of Steve Young? Not me. Not me. Russell Wilson reminds me of Steve Young. Yo, TJ, what do you think about Alexa uh, Blitz uh, promo on a Monday Night Raw? That was incredible. Uh, I didn't see it. Um, I heard about it, heard that it was real good, heard that, uh, you know, a lot of people was ranting and raving about it. But like I said on the last show, Alexa Bliss is the best thing that's going right now on Monday Night Raw. Her and uh, 
Drew McIntyre. I like him. T. Man, it's, am it's amazing. Alexa heard me all the way up in here. Uh, TJ, do you think, Jameis? Alexa. Alexa, start playing music. <laughs> Excuse me real quick, man. Let me. I got to go turn this Alexa off. Thank you very much, Rams. You got my Alexa going crazy. But here's a, here's a little uh, commercial by a sponsor at Manscaped. Y'all check it out. This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below-the-waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to manscaped.com and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Yeah, we back here on the State of the Saints podcast. I apologize for that. Thank you very much, Ramsey, because you because I read your comment. <laughs> And uh, Alexa, she heard me say that, and she started playing music. So thank you very much, Ramsey. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we back, man. I'm going to read a few more, then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, let's see. Where we stopped at? Uh, TJ, uh, do you think Jameis will be an MVP candidate under this offense? Uh, I think he has a chance to do that, but it all depends on how, how much does Jameis want it. You know, how much do you want to be the guy, the man? You know what I'm saying? So uh, there's a chance. I mean, anything's possible. Brandon says, Taysom Hill reminds me of Cardell Stewart. I, yeah, that's who he reminds me of. TJ, uh, you know Taysom better than Steve Young and Joe Montana and Tom Brady put together. That's Hell no. To the no, 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 hell to the no. No, sir. Uh, <laughs> Saints fan. Uh, Tori says they're going to be available at 28 or we got to go up and get them. Well, I don't know if we're talking about quarterbacks here, Tori, or not, but I think you can find yourself a good quarterback at 28. And a lot of people are talking about Mac Jones, you know, so there, there isn't a combine this year. <coughs> so, Unless he about to blow it away at a pro day and, and, and up his draft stock, probably got a strong chance of getting him. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Piano Dean, for the $5. Say, hey, TJ, I live in Myrtle Beach, too. I've been a player at the Crocodile Rocks for 20 years. Let me buy you a drink and talk some uh, Saints sometime. Okay. You said I've been a player at Crocodile Rocks for 20 years. Okay. All right, man. Hey, I'm going to have to uh, come out there and see you, Piano Dean. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good to me, man. I'm going to have to uh, run into you uh, one, of those, one of these days, man. So, shouts out to you. Thank you very much for the $5. Really do appreciate your time also, man. Thank you. 
Uh, what's up, TJ? Do you think our offense scheme will be completely different next uh, season? It should be. It should be more uh, run dominant. It, it definitely should be that. That piano thing, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to come see you out there, man. I'm definitely going to have to come see you. And I'm pretty sure my wife going to enjoy it, too, because uh, she really, uh, man, this this whole pandemic and all this other stuff, like, she she's she clamoring to, to get out, you know. And it's hard, you know, it's hard to, you know, go out on these dates sometimes uh, because, you know, we got the pack, man, and it's just me and her, you know. And, you know, if I'm here at the house, I'm with Paxton. If I'm at work or I'm out about, she she has them. So it's kind of hard to, kind of hard to, like, have a, you know, a married dating life, you know, when, you, when you're parents, especially when you're dealing with a rambunctious one-year-old and, it's just you and your wife, you know, and nothing else. Let's see. Uh, what's up, TJ? Do you think? Oh, I already read that. Gotria says, I am a lifelong bandwagon Bucks fan since 2021, and I appreciate you for admitting that. And now I am in love with the Tampa Bay bandwagoners. Well, look, I respect the hell out of you, Gotria, for uh, saying that because you got a lot of fans out here that are trying to uh, – Act like they've been ruling and riding the wave for all these years. And you go and you look at their profiles and all of a sudden you just start seeing Tampa Bay stuff around 2020. And it just makes you raise an eyebrow or two because, you know, they're up in, in here and talking mad noise and acting as if they've been rolling with the Bucks for years. And that, those are the fans that I cannot stand. Those, those are the ones I can't stand. TJ Trippin, he know Taysom Hill is the GOAT. Taysom had more fumbles than all of the boys of the season, so he's better. Well, since fumbles uh, actually make you a, a much less version of, of yourself and makes you a much less uh, heralded quarterback, running back, or any other offensive position, uh, I would have to say that's not a good trait to have. Uh, I've been a Bucks fan for 20 years. Facts, vet. I appreciate that, and and I'm pretty, you know, and I respect your loyalty, man. I respect anybody's loyalty that's been rolling with the team. Look, if you've been rolling with your team through the bad times, look, respect. If you're around this thing riding the wave, you know what I'm saying. You know, surfs up. You know what I'm saying. But you don't get no respect from me. You know that that that's just what it is. Most of the people in the chat. Or oh, respect uh Buccaneers gang in the house. He's been in the chat since last year. <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, they had quite a few Buccaneer fans up in here. I'm not gonna lie about that. I'm not gonna lie about that, man. You know, there are a lot of Buck fans that's been here. Josh has been here for a while. Uh Buck Skull Game has been here since I mean Buck Skull Game been here for a good little hot minute. Uh Vet, um, I think this might have been my first time actually seeing you, my friend. Uh, you know, but I mean, he say he's been a Bucks fan for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, look, I respect everybody that's been, that's been ruling with their team. And anybody else that's fans of other teams. I mean, we, we've we had like, people like the Seahawks come up in here. We have Falcon fans up in here. You know, Art Angels, he, he's been here uh, for quite some time. Going on like his second season, you know, about two years. So, man, we have fans of, of other teams in here. You know what I'm saying? Been rolling hard. So, respect to them, you know. Uh, Bucks been to trash to have a wagon. Yeah, man, they 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 they've been they've been pretty bad, you know. But hey, man, it, it's 
it's y'all time, man. It's y'all time to celebrate and have bragging rights. You know, it, it, it's y'all time. It's y'all moment. You know, here on the State of the Saints podcast, we trying to scheme and plot and, you know what I'm saying, figure out what we need to do in order for us to hoist the Lamboya Trophy for the second time. Hopefully, you know, it happens sooner rather than later. Uh, Brandon says, uh, no NFL combine. There are going to be a lot of bust picks in the first round. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Brandon. But that's why teams have to do their due diligence. You know, you got to do your due diligence. Uh, the scout team is going to have to be burning the midnight oil to make sure that they're getting the best guys possible. You're going to have to burn that midnight oil to make sure that you're not going to be setting your squad back. So, uh, yeah, do their job and we should be fine. Free agency isn't going to work unless Drew Brees retires. <clears throat> well, Drew Brees is going to retire. Look, you don't cut $23 million off your contract if you ain't about to retire. Okay, the writing's on the wall. Like, the thing about it is, I, I just feel like maybe the verbiage of the contract is pro- prohibiting him from coming out because if he doesn't retire, I think before June or something like that, then the Saints, you know what I'm saying, like that that money would just be completely wiped off the books. I think that's one of the main reasons. So he could stay on, you know, say on, on the Saints roster until that time and then retire, and that will save the team money. Or if he can actually retire and they still get to save that money, then I think he'll do so. But I just think that the reason why he doesn't come out is because of the verbiage of the contract. Um, last, uh, last time I checked, if Drew Brees is still on the roster for at a certain time, then that money will drop off. But if he – I think the Saints would have to pay a certain amount of money or something like that. I don't know. That, that's the, that's how that's, that's um, how I'm hearing it. So maybe he hasn't made his announcement because it's more beneficial to the Saints uh, for him not to make that right now. I would argue with TJ, he knows Taysom Hill, the GOAT. <laughs> respect to you tj for always keeping it real and giving credit look man it's pointless now you know for me to carry that you know i mean at the time i mean i must admit josh i was very i was very frustrated and my frustration came that you know i mean the saints beat the tampa bay buccaneers twice but i mean when it's all said and done, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the champs. And that, that's just something, like I said, we have to accept because that's what it is. And we can we can dissect it all we want to, or if they didn't have this, or if they didn't have that, you know, what they did. You know, they, they went out there, they gambled, and they won, all right? They left Vegas with the bag, all right? That, so can't get mad at them with that. All of us here in the Who That Nation wish we – you trade places with the Buccaneers right now. You're lying if you say that you. Yeah, you're lying if you say that you uh, don't feel that way. Cause if you if you didn't feel that way, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be a, a football fan. You wouldn't be a Saints fan. So I give them credit. Congratulations to you, man. Like I said, we're here. This is the off season. This is the time where we put our thinking caps on. This is when we all become our armchair GMs and armchair scouts and on chair analyst and you know we try to figure out what the saints need in order for them to get better uh you know when the draft comes up you know we 
we have our live draft reaction shows. Uh, you know, we talk about the same draft picks. And when we don't like the draft picks, like we did <laughs> with Cesar Ruiz last year, uh, we talk about it. We share each other's frustrations. And, you know, we have a good time in the process. Uh, Breeze better be a backup <laughs> to get that ring. Uh, play games if our quarterback get hurt. Look, Breeze needs to go, man. It's over, you know. Breeze is hurting his legacy as of right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how some people, like, I, I hate to say it, man, but people don't give Drew Breeze the benefit of the doubt. They don't give him the benefit of the doubt for being great, number one. And because they don't give him the benefit of the doubt for, of, of being great, they don't give him that pass. Uh, his legacy is being completely – it's being tainted, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it – it's looking sad. Like, I'm, I'm just being real. Like, I love Drew. But it's looking sad right now, man. It, it's it's almost like watching your, you know, it's almost like watching your favorite wrestler. And you know he's over the hill. He's old. It's like it's like Kurt Angle's last run in WWE. Now, I know I'm losing some of y'all with the wrestling, but y'all, y'all know I love wrestling. Kurt Angle is one of my favorite wrestlers. I would say Kurt Angle is my top three favorite wrestler of all time. Eddie Guerrero, number one. I would put uh, Kurt Angle, two, you know, two or three. But the last time he came back, man, it was pretty obvious. You know what I'm saying? He, he had all these different neck surgeries. He was slower. He couldn't move the way he did. It was just sad to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was just awful. And, and I, it, it got to a point when I seen Kurt Angle coming out there to wrestle, I turned the TV because I didn't want to remember – the last moments of, of Kurt Angle wrestling to look that way. Being sloppy, can't keep up with the younger talent. It's, it's like the same way with Drew, in my opinion. Can't get the ball down the field. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Giving it everything that he has. Doing, you know what I'm saying, the little things, yes, but definitely not the Drew that we all fell in love with, that we were cheering and had us falling all over the couch and doing a Benson Boogie and, and, and pulling that umbrella out the closet and dancing around your living room. I don't want to see Drew Brees go out like that. You know, I I, I don't want to see it. I, I would like to see Drew Brees go out here and, and take on life after football. I mean, you, you, you got a lot of money. You're an entrepreneur. You got a contract with NBC. I mean, he's doing more harm to his legacy than good because he's not Aaron Rodgers who they're going to give shot after shot because he has great arm talent. Not going to give them the benefit of the doubt like Patrick Mahomes because he has great arm talent and he's young. It's it just, it just not going to happen. It's unfortunate. It's not fair, but it's true. Josh Wood, thank you very much for the 199. Hey, what do you think about us getting Asante Samuel Jr.? Uh, yeah, Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. I think he's really good. Uh, I don't... I think I don't think he's like a real true press man corner, more of a, a nickel corner to me. <clears throat> JC Horn out of South Carolina, uh, the son of uh Joe Horn, Saints great. Uh I think he's more of a, a press corner, a guy that can be on the outside that can play opposite of uh of Marshawn Lattimore. Uh interested to see if he'll be there, if the Saints have to move up to get him, but Sante Samuel Jr., he's more of a nickel corner than me. I, I can't see him being on the outside. Uh, and I, I can't see that. 
if there any way they have a combine this year, TJ, I doubt it. No, I don't think so. Black and gold. Hey, TJ, did you hear about Demario uh, Davis uh, begging Drew Brees to stay? Uh, I don't I don't think he begged him to stay black and gold. It, it seemed like he, he said, I hope, I hope he comes back. And he, and he also just kind of made a little joke about, you know, won't somebody say that he washed up. I guess I'm, I'm adding to that cause, right? I'm adding to it, you know, with that whole Kurt Angle analogy. But look, <laughs> I, I just don't think that uh, Drew Brees is going to come back. And, you know, I don't think the Saints – I don't think the Saints would bring him back. I'm just being honest. I'd be like, I think they might. If he talk about coming back, I think the Saints might. It might be a, a ugly situation. TJ thing about the Undertaker because he finally retired, but in the end, it took decades. Well, Undertaker still didn't look horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like he wrestled Goldberg at at that uh, pay per view in Saudi Arabia, but. I mean, Goldberg was the reason why that mess up. He wasn't so much the Undertaker, but you know. But I mean, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle just comes to mind because it was just so obvious. It was just so obvious. Black Gold, thank you very much for the five dollars. Yeah, I appreciate the five dollars, man. But you ain't have to donate, man. You have to donate that because you basically just asked me the same thing, you know. But I, I do appreciate the donation, but you know. Man, I, I wish you ain't donate. I wish you ain't donate because it's <laughs> because it would. It, it's like uh, you know, I would I would answer your question. You was it was it was coming down the line, but I appreciate the five dollars. Uh, Beacon says I became a Nola fan the first year we started was at the first game with my parents. Still love uh, Tom Dempsey, the kicker. Yeah, man, had that six three. That 63-yard field goal record until uh, Matt Prater broke it uh, a few years back. So, yeah, man, we've been rolling with the Saints a long time. You know, that's, that's my, my grandmother territory right there. I still got my Dome Patrol poster hanging right behind me. Yeah, that's what's up, man. You know, that's a classic poster right there, Dome Patrol. What about Patrick Peterson to the Saints? He wants to come to us in a trade. Uh. What mind Patrick Peterson being here? A lot of people are talking about maybe he need to move to safety. If he does, if you can't keep Marcus Williams, that would be an interesting dynamic, you know, moving Patrick Peterson to the safety position. You know, but I don't know, man. It all depends on the Patrick Peterson, you know, Patrick Peterson, what he still has left. You know, um, I think he has a lot left in the tank. I do feel like uh, him playing in Arizona and the, the thought in his mind, like they're not going to be playing for a championship kind of hindered him a tad bit. Uh, but, you know, I do think that, you know, guys, once they get older, they get a tad bit slower. The instincts become a, a tad bit off. And, you know, they switch him from corner to safety. I mean, it worked for Charles Woodson. So why not Patrick Peterson? I mean, they're both extremely athletic. Extremely talented. Charles Woodson on his way to the Hall of Fame. Patrick Peterson on his way to the Hall of Fame when his career retires. When, when, when he does retire, when his career is over. When merch dropping, bro. Uh, I'm working on that right now. I, I don't have I don't have the the merge details, and I'm not confident enough 
for me to be plugging merch, okay? If I'm coming out with merchandise, man, I want it to be quality merchandise. I ain't trying to just be around this thing, trying to give you all a quick hustle. That That's just not me, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm, if I'm rolling out merchandise, if I'm rolling out, like, different items, <coughs> I want to make sure that they, they got good quality. I'm not doing it, man. Y'all, y'all deserve better than that. So I'm working on some things right now. I'm um, collaborating uh, with a few people, trying to get some merchandise and some stuff drawn up. And once we get this stuff uh, all situated, probably it's going to be at the start of the, uh, the Saints 2021 season is when you're going to start seeing merchandise. But right now, man, I'm I'm not comfortable to a point where I'm not comfortable with the quality, and, and you know, saying that of the merchandise, and I'm definitely not I'm definitely not uh, happy or satisfied uh, with the consistency of me uh, being able to do it right now. Okay, I'm not I wouldn't be satisfied with it. I wouldn't be satisfied with the quality. Wouldn't be satisfied uh, with the results. So I want to make sure that I give you all the best. What do you think about Sam Ellinger uh, in the late rounds, TJ? Well, I like Sam Ellinger, uh, that te- the Texas quarterback. I think he's a leader. I think he tries hard. Um, I think that in the right system, he might be a serviceable quarterback. Uh, and he's definitely going to be a lifer, you know what I'm saying, in the National Football League. To me, he's a – <clears throat> he's more of a career backup. I mean, he could prove me wrong, but I think he's going to be like a Colt McCoy type, you know, a guy that's going to be around the league for a long time. He's going to be, he's going to be holding a lot of clipboards in my opinion, but you know, I think that he, he's going to be one of those guys that be in the NFL for a long time. And he's probably going to transition to being a coach when it's all said and done. Do we keep Sanders wide receiver, or lose him to free agents? And you keep him. You kidding? Like, man, your Sanders, like, you talking about turning chicken-ish into chicken salad on several occasions. Like, those those wobbly ducks that Taysom was throwing in the air, that guy was catching everything. Now, you definitely, man, you definitely keep Emmanuel Sanders. I think Sanders has three years on his contract, two years left, but they better keep him. They better keep him. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Vincent Jackson. Yeah, absolutely, man. I uh, I forgot to even mention this, and I'll go into longer details on the next show about Vincent Jackson. Man, I might launch something, but rest in peace to Vincent Jackson. Um, I talk about his career, and uh, you know, we got some Buck fans here on the show. You know, what I'm saying y'all y'all know about Vincent Jackson. I couldn't stand Vincent Jackson. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> him being in the same division as the Saints, he would give. The Saints cornerbacks and safety fit. A young Patrick Robinson stayed getting roasted and toasted by that boy. Uh, he was 6'5", by 235, 240. Everything that I heard about, heard about Vincent Jackson was all positive. He was a four-time uh, NFL Man of the Year candidate uh, nominee. He did a lot of things in the community. But uh, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, he has some issues, man. Like with most football players, you know, I won't say with most, but quite a few football players deal with, man. And I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with those those hits they took over the years. Uh, dealing with CTE, you know. I mean, they can try to hide it all they want to. They can try to cover up the narrative. 
But you got to ask yourself a question, man. You got to ask yourself this question and then we'll move on. How can a guy that was just so level-headed, so stable, family-oriented, towards the twilight of his life, he was in a hotel, family couldn't find him, living in a, a, a what a, a home suite, <clears throat> an extended stay hotel, you know, and takes his own life. I mean, sounds a lot similar to another great Junior Seau, right? So I don't know, man. This CTE stuff is real. You know, that's why I talked about with Nick Easton. You know what I'm saying? I talked about that with Nick Easton on a couple episodes. Uh, I don't want to see Nick Easton play next season. I want him to make sure they get his head straight. When you start dealing with multiple concussions and stuff like that, and also another guy that I'm thinking about right now, a former Saint Brandon Cooks, you know. I think about him too. You know, those are some guys that I think of, man. Like these guys have to live way beyond their football years. I mean, Vincent Jackson was 38 years old. We have to make sure that these guys are taken care of, man. And look, I get it. Like when Taysom Hill was on the list and he had concussions, and we were like, "Oh man, shoot, Taysom don't play." You know, he's not playing, but. I don't even want to see Taysom out there. I don't want to see anybody out there going hard in the paint with concussions, right? Just so I can feel good about that. Or they give the Saints a better chance of winning, you know? So that's that's unfortunate, man. I talk more in detail about Vincent Jackson. I I dedicate a whole show to him, man, because I feel like this I, I feel like it's it's right, man. You know, I understand it's the state of the Saints, but Vincent Jackson, you know, I mean, we, we we know what he was and and the problem he was, you know what I'm saying, for New Orleans Saints. Uh, Shavandra says, oh, what do you think about Quine trade rumors, TJ? Well, I don't know about the trade rumors. I heard he is getting cut. Uh, look, Quine Alexander is a good player. Too rich for the Saints' blood, though. You know, you can $13 million the Saints can use, okay? They, they can use $13 million. And um, I, I hate it. You know, he was – he definitely uh, was a difference maker being here. But it's too much money. It, it was too much money. I got everything coming on in the house. Got my, my vacuum cleaner coming on. <laughs> oh, let me tear it off real quick. I set my vacuum cleaner to, to go off at a certain time. Got one of them robots. Uh, let me see. I see. I see you've been on that bench, TJ. Uh, <laughs> that way, that t-shirt fit. Yeah, man. You know you gotta gotta stay in shape, man. You know you gotta stay in shape. I don't know if y'all seen the video, man. <laughs> I had uh. I had Pac-Man, man. Pac-Man was out there working out with me on, on yesterday, man. He was out there getting in shape, man, trying to get ready for the season. So <laughs> I got that up on a State of the Saints podcast uh, Facebook page, uh, facebook.com, search State of the Saints podcast, and also on Twitter, at State of Saints, man. That, that was just too funny, man. That's, you know, that's that's one of those moments that, that just make you smile, you know, being a father, no doubt about it. Uh, the quality. Thank you very much for $2. Say, TJ ain't too sure about me right now. Exactly. Thank you very much. Yeah. <clears throat> definitely ain't too sure about the quality right now. And I'm definitely ain't trying to. 
I'm definitely ain't trying to get nobody no trash. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm not going to do that, man. Like, I, I, representation, you know what I'm saying? Representation is everything to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, presentation. Presentation. Presentation is everything to me. You know? And I just feel like people try to do everything for a quick dollar. I, I don't I don't agree with that, okay? You know, like, you want people to come back, and, and, you know, and, and buy from you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, get certain things from you. Like, goods and services, that's important. So, I want to make sure that I give you all great quality consistently, you know. Great show today, TJ. Uh, see you at the next live show, man. Yeah, we're about to wrap it up, Black black and Gold. Thank you so much. I'm going to read a few more, and, and then we'll get up out of here. Aaron says, on another note, any word on the naming of the dome? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, <laughs> I try to see, you know, I try to stay posted, uh, you know, trying to get Ride a uh, walk on the show uh, by the end of the week. You know, Ride uh, works for the advocate. See if we can actually ask him a question on that. And also, man, just trying to get some draft scouts on here too, man. Just, I'm trying to work, I'm trying to work to try to see if we can get some some draft scouts on here as well. And let me see. Oh, Jay is laughing. And finally, Saints Nation says, how do you feel about <laughs> Alonzo? And I think it's time for him to go. I think it's time for him to go, man. Like, uh, <laughs> unless they're going to keep him on special teams. Uh, I think he, I think he, uh, I think he uh, wore out his welcome. Look, Alex Azzalone isn't the worst linebacker I've seen, but I think the Saints can do better. I think the Saints can do better, and I think they need to do better. I think it's time for them to go out here and try to put emphasis on the linebacker position. So, but that's how I feel about it, man. I would love to hear from you all. What do you think about the Saints' need in this year's NFL draft? And also, man, thank you so much for for your comments, your donations. Uh, thank you so much for your time here on the State of the Saints podcast, brought to you by once again by Manscape. Uh, check out manscape.com. Use the promo code State of Saints. You'll save 20% on your purchase. And I'm also doing a contest where if you purchase uh, Manscaped items, rather it's, uh, you know, a cheap item or you're you're paying for a whole set. Uh, If you snapshot me the picture, you using a promo code, uh, you would get a gift uh, courtesy of the State of the Saints podcast. So, you know, help a brother out, man. Manscaped, uh, they put a lot of confidence in your boy. They like the channel, but, you know, you got to, you got to give a little to get a little. And you know what I'm saying? I'm asking you all to give me a little help on that. You know what I'm saying? If you can, check out the merchandise. You know what I'm saying? I'm not asking people to, you know, you know, break a arm or a leg or two backs. You know what I'm saying? To purchase things. But if, if, if it's something that you're into, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't just purchase something like, oh, I'm going to support TJ. Look, look on the site. If you like what you see, purchase it. If not, I'm okay with it too, man. You know what I'm saying? But you all have – Really made this show successful to a point where people are actually, you know, reaching out and you know want to want be be a partner here on the State of Saints podcast. And I appreciate it, man. So shouts out to Manscaped, shouts out to you all. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com search the state of the saints podcast. Also, Facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast and previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Also, check out the TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast available 
right now on YouTube, youtube.com, search TJ Knows Wrestling. And uh, thank you all so much, man. Have a good and productive day. Enjoy your day, man. Like I said, if you're in cold areas, ice on the ground, please stay in the house. I don't want to see anybody uh, sliding, slipping and sliding all over the road, okay? Just stay in the house. I understand people getting cabin fever right around this time, but look, it's better to be safe than sorry, all right? Much love to you all. I'll see you next time. And like always, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>